Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. It's the Warren Segal this week, folks. We are going to review, destroy, slash, crap on a film called Against the Dark with Steven Segal in it. My name's Wayne. It's Warren Segal. Yes. <laughs> My name is Paul. And in this review, the second time we've done this, we are taking to task Steven Segal's, well, most of his films are shit, but particularly shittest films. Yeah, you find the shittest ones. Crimes Against Humanity. Right. And it's... Really easy to find them because he just does a thousand of them. Uh, uh, you know, it's just like there's well, so did. many. He went through a period. He's, he's pretty much stopped now. Thank God. Instead, right? now he's in Russia and and supporting the Russians who could eventually destroy the world. So yes. good on you, Steven Seagal. Once again, a top notch bloke. <laughs> and this one is called well, it's Dance the Dark. Is directed by Richard Crudo, household name. Written by Martin Clickstein. Who stars Steven Seagal, Tanori Reed, Jenna Harrison, Linda Nashby, Emma Catherwood, Sky Bennett. And Keith David. Keith David. Now is Johnny Cage Johnny Cage in it? Is, is it that is that the dude with the, with the Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat? I don't think so. Okay, it? it's a guy who might look like him. Then I didn't really check. <laughs> this came out February tenth, two thousand and nine. Distributed by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. So it did not go to cinemas because why Can't would imagine it? Why. That said, it had a budget. Wayne, what do you reckon? All right, <sighs> Steven Seagal, who probably takes most of it. It's, um, it's untrue. Bit of CGI. Not really. Well, I suppose they just one location kind of. How's six million? Not bad. Seven million dollars. Ah, okay. Seven million dollars for a straight to video piece of shit film. Yeah, <laughs> when you think of the film, yeah, ninety three indeterminately long minutes long. Wayne, what is against the dark about? Right, I'm going to read you two fucking plots. Here's okay. the first one. Okay, <laughs> Katana Master Teo. <laughs> Tao or Tao leads a special ops squad of ex-military vigilantes, some of them with great titties, on a massacre <laughs> mission. Their target: vampires on a post-apocalyptic globe. Vampires, but are they? Oh, dude, I checked this out. Apparently, they're zombies, but Segal insisted they be vampires because he hates zombies. Oh my god! Did fair you enough. have a brain tumor fair for enough, breakfast? Fucking hell, so, Steven Segal. Look, no I wonder this too. is so confusing. <laughs> it's shit. Now. Tao is, according to this thing, the survivor's only hope, and he knows the only cure is execution. That is bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right? This is a closer one. When most of the population of Earth is infected with a virus and transformed into flesh eaters and blood drinking creatures, a group of hunters led by Tao chases vampire zombies <laughs> to eliminate them. Six non-infected survivors try and find the exit of an abandoned hospital crowded with the infected creatures, and Tao and his group help them. Meanwhile, the military command is about to bomb the titties out the area and wipe it from the map. That's more close to it, but it's still bullshit. So, Paul. (laughs) Now, look. Is there any rotten tomatoes? Is is there any rotten tomatoes? First of all, let's find that out. No, because no one was idiotic enough to review this film, other than someone named Rod Hunter of filmschoolrejects.com. (laughs) <laughs> says, although the film could have been entertaining, the idea and the execution are worlds apart and questions the strange decisions of the survivors. Oh, my God. Don't get us started because it's about to start. It is about to start because uh, here we go then, Wayne. What did you think of Against the Dark? All right, everyone. So here's what happens. What you do as a studio, I'm just going to assume this. This is not a Steven Seagal film. It's a film with Steven Seagal doing three days of work in it. What happens is, I assume is that there's some shitty plot, some shitty script, some shitty, like, you know, someone's got a few mil to do this, and I don't understand the economics of these How do you make money off this movie? Exactly. I have no idea. But they go, okay, well, we need a a name in here. What's Steven Seagal doing? Fuck all. So, all right, fine. Can he do three to five to ten? Or No, I reckon it's three days tops. No, I don't. You know what? The first Warren Seagal was Sniper Ops, whatever the fuck that film was called. That film he did three days on. 
No doubt. He is in this film more, particularly in the back end of the film. Funny you should mention that, Paul. According to the trivia, Steven Seagal appears in the movie for 24 minutes. The rest, not- rest, the rest of the scenes were from his body stunt double, ah. who appears in the majority of the movie. So only when you see his face... 24 minutes is still more than I would have. I reckon there was in Sniper Ops, remember, where he was just this side fucking character who was barely in it. Probably, probably. But here's the thing, okay? Steven Seagal is walking around with his group of other people wearing a duster, like a big long coat. Yes. We need to go back a bit. Okay. okay. We need to go back a bit. Now, we don't normally do... Warren Seagal's, because only the second one, so how would you know this? In the same way we do our movie reviews, in no. which is we do a generic thoughts, and then we get into spoilers. We're just going to spoil this film. No one needs to see this movie. Don't watch it this film. It is, big surprise, an indeterminately huge piece of shit smeared across, across celluloid. It's, it's ball sacks. It's, it's so horrendously awful. I have seen, I'll spoil my grade now, I've seen two half-star movies this year. One was Sniper Ops, the other is this one. My God. This People. is so bad. It's the thing is, there's nothing actually nothing good about it. The closest you have to an actor here is Keith David, who has like a handful of lines, right? If Scal's in twenty four minutes, he's in six minutes. Six minutes movie. tops. So it starts with a montage of what I assume is some kind of zombie apocalypse. No, no, it doesn't start with a montage. It starts with, and you know you're in for a great film. Yeah. When a Z grade fucking horror action film begins with the definition Oh, the definition of infection. On, like, the dictionary definitions thereof. I'm like, oh, good. And then this voiceover. Now, Wayne, here's my first challenge to you Mm. in today's review. Which female character was doing the voiceover? Okay, look, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) People, the the worst way to start a speech or a movie is with a definition. Okay, just don't do that ever. Okay? It's so fucking tacky and ridiculous. Like, it's so full of your own self-importance. It's a bag of shit. And it especially doesn't work in these fucking D-grade piece of shit films. Mate, no one was expecting anything and you're watching it with half an eye anyway because you're like, what the fuck is this? You're just seeing... The actual, I would say, the the cadence of this film is like, okay, people are doing shit, something happens, there's a bit of violence, there's a bit of gore, and then Steven Seagal walks in with like poor exposition and then he just walks in being fat walking in with slimmer people. There's some ra- loud growling attack. Then Steven Seagal swings his sword once or twice. Repeat. That's it. That's the whole show. He keeps going over and over like that. The guy who wrote this is apparently an, a proper writer insofar what? as he's written novels and and I don't know if they're, they're non-fiction books or what. And Can't he's a journalist or whatever. But to be fair to him, I cannot imagine this is what he wrote and submitted. Absolutely not. Uh, they have absolutely, and I do... 100% believe this is Steven Seagal. If he, for example, said, no, they're not, I'm not doing zombies, they have to be vampires. Yep. And so just throw lines in, even though throughout the film, they, are they act zombies. like clear zombies. Yep. Like five or six times in my notes, I wrote, well, there they are tearing someone apart again or, or feasting on flesh. Yep. They're not drinking blood. No, that's what vampires do. So Steven Seagal just said, no, don't use a zombie word, whatever. And then at some point in the film, they do refer to them as mutants rather than do they? to kind of cover up this what the fuck they are. So there's no way that Clickstein is a as shit a writer as to put this yeah, out Yeah, you're there. right. You're right. No one could, you couldn't try. If you, if you tried to write a shit show, it wouldn't be this bad. This is, it honestly comes across like a story I would have written when I was 10 years old. Because here's the plot. Bunch of characters, when I was 10, probably my friends and I, in a scenario, mm. walking around from one room to another. Then we were attacked, and Carl got eaten. Yes. We walked away, upset. We walked into another room. We were attacked. Someone else got, got eaten. eaten. That's this fucking movie. That is this film. 
But, Paul. Mixed in with cut back to Seagal and crew with their leather dusters, as you said. That's right. And then Keith David turning up with some guy who gets no backstory at all and argues with him about whether or not we can basically take off and nuke the entire site from exactly. orbit. Exactly. And that's it. That's your film. That's it. Now, the, the, the funny thing here is that apart from Seagal being too fat to move, right? <laughs> there is actually one scene where it looks like he almost takes three fast steps. Right, <laughs> he goes pu, 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 and does this. Right, he then cannot kick above knee height. It's like watching Wayne's World too. It's like fucking like, like, like the bullshit fight scenes. There's also a scene where he angrily chops up a, a zombie slash vampire, and it literally doesn't cut 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 cut, 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 just, cut. It cuts him, not even finishing a swing. Nope. It stays on the same mid shot of him. Swing cut back to him. Back swing cut yes, back yes, to him. Back yes, to him. Yes, I'm like, oh my god, rough cut. It's like. Chick, chick, chick. And you don't even see him connecting with a vampire. No. It's just like, it's gone. And then it's like, okay, that guy's down. It is the biggest piece of shit. But what's also, I mean, aside from Seagal being shit, you've got this crew of like six whatever protagonists who are wandering around a hospital. And the idea here... Please. They went to hospital. Why? Well, apparently two of them were looking for a dry place to whatever, and maybe there'd be food there. And the other... F- Four or so. I'm not sure why exactly they went in there. I think they were wandering the streets and they fell they in there. the streets. They go in there to take shelter because at night, these things, not zombies, yes. are more active. Yes. In the day, apparently, they go to ground, which is a bit more vampire-ish, right? Sure. So they're in this hospital wandering around, yet they go to a place which is infected with these infected. They're, they're, they're in all throughout the yeah. place. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you go to ground somewhere where you can very quickly check the... Four walls, building. Oh, this place is now safe. Board up the fucking windows because or block Paul, them in. Because then there's no movie. Yes. But also, in this hospital, this is the funny thing, right? This is, oh God, the exposition in this and the acting is so oh, crap. Acting. Across the board is terrible. It's, it's actually unwatchable how bad it is. But more importantly, this is their exposition. So they're in this hospital. They meet up with two other people. They form a crew of six crackers. And they just like are trying to get to a security door in the fucking bottom or something of the hospital. And apparently the generator, which flickers on and off intermittently, the whole thing is, if we don't get to the security door and open it before the generator fails, we're stuck in here. Forever. I'm with like, the infected. You can just go back upstairs, can Yeah. Right? How did you get in? Exactly. You didn't come in through the fucking door. Right. And you came in through some blocked fucking whatever window. That's just right. go back there. And all the stairwells are like people have put like seven chairs in yep. front of them, right? So it's like, oh, I don't know how we're going to get Impenetrable. through that. I know. It's like, well, you could get through that if you just kicked it. The kid could get through it. But no, forget that. All right. <laughs> They then go all the way. Hilarity ensues after this because it's so shit. Steven Seagal can't even like move fast enough to Aikido sidestep a vamp before a girl or one of his crew. By the way, there's two women in his crew. Don't say a word. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't there's, say a single thing. There's four thing. in this. They're called hunters, as they're dubbed. Yes, they're called hunters. Seagal and some dude who does the vast majority of the fighting in this oh, movie. Can we talk about him? Look, he can fight at least. Let me tell you something with him. I'm watching him fight and do slow-mo jumps in the air, right? With his weird blade hand thingies. Yeah, he's very... Like, he's got some odd sort of, like, karma-type fucking knives. Blades that... Yeah, that sickle blades, Kind of like quite. small scimitar, scimitar. Yes. I was like, this guy is probably, like, The Rock's stunt double. Spoilers. That's what he is. He is? He is The Rock's stunt wow. double. If you look at his IMDb page, there's pictures of him and The Rock. They're exactly the same height yeah, and they, they look are. the they're, same. They're very built. Yeah. Very similarly. So, there's look, that. And he can fight. Yeah, like, well, he's the one guy that they... He's the second highest paid guy. Well, Maybe the whole Keith film David. really rests on him doing shit. It's all he him He walks doing... away. Steven Seagal goes, go clear out that area. That's right. Oh, God. And, so the guy goes, uh, and off he walks. Yeah. 
and you, you know, fight three or four of them, and exactly. he keeps thinking he's going to die because he's no one important. But no, he doesn't because he makes it all the way through the end of the film. Exactly. Unlike the two ladies, spoilers, who don't say a word, who don't say a word, <laughs> their titties are out. Okay, oh, they are not. They, they're they're dressed as hunters, but their titties are out. Well, the, no, they're not dressed as hunters. They're dressed as sexy, sorry, sexy dre- vampires. Exactly. They're not. They're supposed to be in tactical gear. Yet they, they you know, they're not fat as cigars. They're wearing high heel boots, high heels, not bro. stilettos, but still high heels. Why would you fucking fight? Choose to fight in anything other than combat boots. Because it's ridiculously shit. But also, the actual scenes where... Like, for instance, they have daggers that are strapped to their leg. Sexily. Sexily, right? (laughs) So when a a vampire person thing runs at them, they have to take a moment to flick open the jacket, pull a dagger, and then stick it. Right? And it's like, this is shit. And also, the rules on these zombie vampires and how you Mm. dispatch them... Apparently you can... What rules? Dude, apparently you can throw them against the wall. That'll do, that that'll do fine. Yep. Or you can cut a throat, or you can do this or that. It's just bullshit, right? It's a complete ass. Horrendously, horrendously filmed action, by the way. It's, oh. it's so incredibly bad. Yeah. The, uh, the opening fight scene, which is Seagal's group outside the hospital, and they dispatch a group uh, of whatever Fans these things chasing are. A kid. Chasing a kid. Yeah. At the end of this, <laughs> here's what I wrote. <laughs> At the end of this fight, Seagal says, We're not here to decide who's right or wrong. We're here to decide who lives and dies. I know. It's so shit. And I pissed myself laughing. I was Dude. Just like, what the? F- why would you say that? It's the dumbest writing ever. It's pr- it sounds like something Seagal wrote. Yes. Okay? He absolutely said, I need to put the button on this scene. Somewhere. Exactly. And he's also, when they said, who's your name? He goes, I thought he said oh. Tom. I thought he said Tom. I'm like, I, oh, you're I Tom. I made note that note. You don't know his name. You don't know anything about them. Literally the first half of the film, mm-hmm. it's the six protagonists, as you describe them, banding together. And then they've got all the dialogue and they're, they're filling in the, the exposition about this world. Well, we just cut back randomly to these four hunters as they walk around. Yeah, there's some people in here. That's How did you there. know there were people inside? Hey, exactly. That's never explained. Anyway, because they're hunters, I guess. They go None inside. Of them the have a walkie-talkie. They walk around occasionally with the interspersed action scene of the rock stunt double. That's exactly. It. That's it. That's the whole show. And also, Paul, did you notice this? Speaking of cuts, when they transition between scenes, it's as though the director or the editor has watched a few episodes of Angel, because <laughs> it goes. Flash, 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 roar, cut. Actually, that is true. Haven't you noticed that? It's exactly like Angel. Yes, well, well picked I'm up. I'm like, holy shit. And it did, oh, oh my God. And it's just then, and each each scene is interspersed with Fats and Gal crew ambling through the dark streets. That's it. Completely shite. There are moments here in this film, like there's a blonde woman and the young kid my sits ne- close next to her and yep. she goes, don't sit so close to me. And the kid looks a bit awkward and whatever. Like, what? And then it's never revisited. Never, like, what, not what, even was that about? what did that? What did that achieve? What, we, what was it meant to establish? Zero. Zero. And it's also. And speaking of like the lead girls, the, the what I call the other lead girl, who's like the. What's what I'm saying? Was it the blonde chick or the Eastern European type? Now, girl? can I ask you what? Which one of them what was the is voiceover? That? Is she British or American? Know. Her accent. I'm almost positive that seven million dollars in, in in any era, but especially 2009 in Eastern Europe, goes a lot further than it does in America or Canada. Yeah, and it's and also the, the characters themselves, they are oddly familiar or not familiar. Like, the two people that meet them, all of a sudden the kid says one line like five minutes ago, and it's like the guy like chucks her head and stuff like this. I'm like, you don't even know this kid. Stop touching mm-hmm. her head. It's really, really weird. And there's even this really weird shot of like, they're in, they finally find this like cafeteria and they're eating food or whatever. There's one stoner guy. You yes, know, the stoner guy. stoner guy is always drunk or on pills Makes or something. Makes perfect sense, right? You've survived apparently a lot longer than most people by being stoned. Exactly. Trust me, people. That's not how it works. <laughs> okay? And also, there's a shot where this dude throws a can into the trash can behind them. In that scene, there's do you remember the scene? There. There's an arm in there. But it goes and zooms. But he yeah. throws it behind his back. It's really, like, really weird. How cool is this guy? 
How cool is he? Ah, ah, what, he made that shot? And there's a alarm, oh my god, this film is the best fucking thing. No. And let's ask this as well. These these six dudes wandering around the hospital, they're civilians, but like, can any of them maybe arm themselves with anything? A stick, a scalpel, nothing. They're just walking around with fucking bad attitudes. It's bullshit. And <laughs> there are so many. This film is justifiably shit decision, the, the movie. Yeah. So they sit there and they'll go like, ah, oh, you need to do this and do that. Okay, I'll go with him. This guy you've just met. And then stoner guy and new guy that I've just met have this conversation in the toilet because they need to go and have a shit. Yep. Or stoner guy That's does. right. Because that's what happens when you eat a lot of food when you're stoned. Yeah, you shit. He, he's like, man, so I guess we're together now. The other guy goes, I guess. Dude, in that what, same scene. What, what do you mean, I guess? Like, and then we cut away and we cut back to him and there's a zombie slash vampire. They're clearly thinking creatures, by the way, because they lie in ambush and they wait and whatever. So... They don't know what the fuck the threat he is here. And then waits for Stoner Guy to get close enough, grabs him by the feet and drags him towards another stall, but doesn't bite him? Exactly. It is. It, it, it literally like doesn't actually make sense. And even in that same toilet scene, he's like, man, we were together and ever since you guys came, there's been some trouble. I'm like, it was seven minutes ago. Yeah. That's how long ago you met these people. Ever and, since you guys came, and apparently, things have changed. What the fuck? You didn't know you needed to get out of this hospital before the emergency door closes forever and traps you there forever. Can we talk about the emergency door, Paul? Because by the time at the end of the film they actually get to the emergency door, which by the way they're speaking about it, if the generators go down, we'll be locked here forever. Well, you said they keep fighting out. Yep. That, right? That you would think that it's like a blast door or something. When they get to it, Dude, it's a fucking tin garage roller door <laughs> that you can kick in if you want. Like, it's like, oh, these are going to hold us all back. I'm like, dude, I reckon if I walked into that door by accident, I'd accidentally damage it and open it. That's how shit that is. The other thing that really pissed me off. Is one, that, one other Sorry, thing. <laughs> one of many other things is that when the rock dude is actually fighting a bunch of zombie vampires, he fires a machine gun and turns around and runs holstering the weapon, but the machine gun chatter sound effect doesn't stop. <laughs> It's like you're killing me, away, Comes back, he's firing it again. High end filmmaking, ladies and gentlemen. It's just absolutely ball sacks. I want to come up to the, the greatest moment of the film, which I laugh the hardest at. Please. So, Charlie, the little girl. Yes, that's her name. She's a little girl. She's twelve, thirteen, maybe fourteen years old. She decides to fall asleep in a corridor after clearly traumatized because that's what the film's trying to tell us this. Okay. Having been separated from all the other characters because. They separate again on the stupidest fucking reasons, but I've oh, emphasized God. that already. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So an infected guy immediately emerges from the shadows, right? But instead of just walking over to her and, and eating, her. eating her, it kind of walks up to make sure she's asleep and then like salivates and waits. Oh, yeah, here we go. And then out of nowhere, Seagal appears. Yep. And Q shit edits him, chopping his sword several times. That's the moment. And then the girl <laughs> asks him who he is. And Seagal says, my name is Tao. And, then, and I thought it was Tao. I thought it was Tom. And then guitar and then riff. Cue hero music as he turns away. I wrote that down as well. It was such a piece of shit. And you know what? Talking about how people get separated, one of the hot hunter girls gets grabbed towards the end. Like, no, this oh is, my God. Yeah, they got into an elevator. They get into an elevator. Yeah. And everyone, this is their tight-knit hunter group. Literally, the girl walks in a bit slower. And so out of nowhere, and apparently no one can hear any of these things yeah, coming. Coming. Right? She's a trained hunter with titties, right? And then <laughs> it jumps and grabs and pulls her away. The door closes. Someone goes to open the door again. Immediately, the rock stunt double goes, forget it, man. She's, she's gone. gone. I'm like, dude, if you open the door, you could save her. Right, I could save her now. 
Apparently these things can be pushed against a fucking wall and you can save it. Horse shit. That is, that is exactly the notes I made as well. I'm like, what the, who made you fucking judge during yes, execution, and asshole? That's a theme. As soon as one of your group is attacked, everyone just fuck off, save yourself and well, don't help then ever. Straight off that scene, the elevator stops because we get a, a fluctuating bit of power. Yep. And the guy who's with the blonde girl, who's ostensibly maybe the hero of the yep. film to this point in yep. time, other than Seagal, of course, because everyone's fucking second to him. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll climb down. I'll deal with it. What are you going to deal with down low? Exactly. It's There's a, a flooded fucking... elevator shaft. Yes. What were you going to... We need to find a hatch. Why? So he dropped... He... Okay, he's looking for a hatch to let the water out? Is no, that... he wanted to get a hatch. They wanted to get out of the lift. So Stevens Gale's like, we got to find a hatch. So they find a hatch down the bottom, right? right? So he climbs down. I'll check it out. Yeah, and then there's water down the bottom and he falls in. And that's just to give them an excuse to have a water, a zombie in the water scene. And I'm like, but... What was he going to do? They're vampires or zombies, whatever they are. That thing presumably has to breathe and it just emerges from the water and then just drags and he's gone yep it's the, and like they're all staying there and scales like ineffectually he's aiming. trying to put aim the gun yeah this like, is what <laughs> the fuck is this shit <laughs> again you're trained hunters someone drop down there and skewer this thing again exactly and you know what the the dude who one of the dudes who looks like generic dude uh, who gets l- l- lashed down or whatever he's got a gun because so gal gives him a gun he says it's like you know fully automatic pistol it's not quick. a full automatic pistol. He fires it. He fires it one single semi-automatic. And he walks around and, dude, if you're checking a dark corridor or an alley and you have a gun, maybe keep it drawn. Maybe don't fucking walk around and wait for a zombie to run up behind you before you turn around, which somehow he couldn't fucking, like, hear. It's bullshit. <sighs> I had this one here. I had this note as well. They keep banging on about these doors that will seal forever. Yep. Just go to a fucking window on the first floor, smash it or shoot it out. Yes. What is the problem? This is a hospital, not fucking Fort Knox. With a fucking tin roller door. It's horse shit. And you know what? At the end, when, when they finally go, okay, we got to fucking clear the city, we got to fire missiles, we got to like live in the whole area. They fire missiles into the buildings, but these pe- these the hunters and the protagonists somehow walking around in broad daylight, they're, not, they're unharmed. It's all fine. Oh We're leveling the city, but yeah. the people in the buildings are actually less yeah. safe than people they get, walking They out. literally get out, I would say, in film time, edited time, 30 seconds before these yeah. bombs fall. Yeah, it's seconds. And no worries, they're okay. And then we get the what I like to call the usual suspects phenomenon of the same scene filmed <laughs> from four different angles of the cup smashing, in the case of the usual suspects, yeah, yeah. of zombies banging on the door, mm-hmm. vampires, mutants, whatever they the are. The tin door that I could get through, yes. <laughs> and then... Not blowing up because that would cost too much money. Oh, no, no. But going to white and then a model exploding. And then the same thing from a different angle going to... I'm like, it's just one fucking roller door. Why have we seen this four times? Exactly, a roller door. Seriously, you can rewire it. You can actually just cut the fucking springs and roll it up by hand. It's bullshit. So it, in the end, blonde woman, kid, and one random dude who almost, we haven't even mentioned this, gets strapped down to a table by okay. one of the guy a non-infected guy. Yep. Whose daughter is infected? She's the next stage in the evolution. Again, another idea is not. Explored oh my god, that one was that guy. And Tommy Wiseau is there with his yeah, fucking daughter. Right? As soon as the guy walks in, and finally at this point, deigns to start using a gun because the whole way through this film, like, why are they fucking using swords? swords? Right? Maybe to conserve ammo is the only thing I can give you, but it's bullshit because it's Steven Seagal and it's my. Seagal's so incensed, he, he fires his shotgun and kills the bloke. Oh, it's such a pile of shit. This is the so worst. One those of the three worst get out, and then Tao and and is it Taggart, whatever he's second. Whatever. The rock stunt double, they get away. We don't even see a goodbye moment between them. 
Walking off in the walking distance. Walking in the distance. Obviously, Stephen Scale wasn't prepared to work that day. No, that's his stunt double. That's that not fucking his him. stunt double. And they just drive off. And meanwhile, Keith David, who's gone back and forth, some other, again, random character. We've got no backstory on Cross, I think his name is. So we can't do that. Our hunters are in there. They're like quasi groups that we kind of employ to help us out by getting rid of the infected. I got my orders. We have to blow this up. Uh-huh. I'm not happy about it, but we got to do this. That's what orders are. And as close as we get to Ridiculous fucking. Show. I got a question for you. Oh, my God. If Steven Seagal has a stunt double that is looking like him, is the stunt double A, also fat? Well, or, presumably. Or B, is he wearing fat suits? And what was Steven Seagal's opinion on that? You don't need a fat suit to be me. I'm not fat. <laughs> I don't even know how that works, bro. It's going to be like the worst thing to ever do. I, I wonder what Keith David did wrong in a past life to be saddled with this fucking film. He's like, I reckon he's mates with the producer and the producer said, could you just be... No, he just said, bitch, please. Yeah, that's probably yes. what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> you know what? I always call him Frank and Beans because he's in uh, yeah, from, Something About Mary. Something about Mary. <laughs> Frank and Beans. <laughs> Keith David is a legend and does not deserve to be anywhere near this direct. And I don't think I've seen any other character in any other film other than, of course, Seagal. Which we'll find out in War on Scale Part 3 when that does come to your ears. I Probably, possibly November because it's looking pretty light on in November, I have to say. Or maybe it was January I was looking at the uh, the release schedule thinking, oh my God, jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah. All right, time to score this absolute piece of shit, Wayne. What did you give against the dark? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to watch this. There's nothing redeeming about it. The most expensive shot in this film is the shot of pilots running towards real aircraft. Oh, that was that bit made me laugh. Yeah. So these people in the area, the whole world's gone. What if there's nowhere to go to? No, there's a there's a place you can go. They get a shot of, of like just this a very big base. Well, or the like base, a- and then just what looks like a statue somewhere in in Eastern Europe, and just cars driving normally past. I'm like, so okay. actually, that's a good point. Is this set in Eastern Europe? I don't know. Because I thought it was just any town USA. It's meant to be any town USA, any city USA, <laughs> for sure. Well, then, because then after that, he showed the, the birds in the air, and it's like, oh, that's all CGI. I'm pretty sure Keith David, as the American military, doesn't have any authority anywhere else. Yeah, it's got to be in USA, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, you're right. Why would they be? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I didn't even think about it enough because I didn't want to. Uh, well, I guess that officially makes Wayne. I don't think so. <laughs> When you're watching a fucking. When you're watching a Steven Seagal film, everyone is negatron. Everyone be negatism. I gave it nine. Okay. Nine out of a hundred. You've given it a zero. That's four and a half. This <laughs> might actually be the worst film we've ever reviewed on average of score. Course, of course. In the history of the what countdown. What were you expecting? This thing is actually hard to get through. That's how bad it is. Not sure if it's better or worse. I think I have it slightly better than Sniper Special Ops. I have to go back and listen to my score there. No, I prefer Sniper Special Ops. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, preferred is a very strong word. But yeah, if you have to... I think I no, I think I slightly prefer this one because maybe because the action horror because of the zombies of zombie, the vampires. Yeah. I was like, sniper, you could laugh a bit more at Sniper Special Ops because it was slightly well, more. That poorly. one had a better actual lead. The guy, yes, that's true. The the guy who was actually acting in that one was he's seemingly had an almost likable and, and got half a he's yeah. He, he was slightly shit. watchable, not like yeah. anyone in this show, which is true. So probably this is worse. I'll <laughs> I will check my score then and, and work out my worst. Well, not that we're going to talk about these films in the worst of the year because we're going to talk about it for some it's not, this films. is not this is not a real film. <laughs> there you go, Steven Seagal. Fuck you. Thank you so much for all the the fodder that you give us to continue to shit on you in this show. And uh, if you've had the misfortune of st- sitting through a Steven Scale film, not just this one, anyone, let us know via email at countdownpodcast at gmail.com on We're Twitter. like his shitty, shitty, oh, like not under Even if you go back and watch the fucking Nico Above the Laws and think that's a piece of shit now, tell us. Because we're not going to argue with you. 
That was fine for its time, <laughs> as was Under Siege, as was Which Mother- is the one which goes, dun, 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 dun. Uh, all of them. So it's <laughs> Every time there's a dramatic moment. Uh, I don't know. It might have been hard to kill. It was like Fire Down Below is where you started. Because yeah, oh. you still had Michael Caine in it and shit like that. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. So uh, then, yeah, and then it just became this. So yeah, anyway, thanks yeah. for listening, everyone. Countdown Podcast at gmail.com <laughs> on Twitter at the Countdown PC. Check out the countdownpodcast.com for our website for all links to everything else Countdown related. And yeah, that's it from us. Uh, my name is Paul. My name is Wayne. This has been the soundboard. Steven Seagal right now. I stand resolute, motherfucker. Don't make me Steven Seagal, Wayne, motherfucker. Wayne still wants to fight you, Steven Seagal. So this is how you can redeem yourself. Fucking make it happen. We'll catch you next time. See, See ya. ya.